Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight webinar. We have a great one for you tonight. Um, we're just going to introduce all the, the players on the line tonight before we get started. On the left over there, you have myself. I co-founded InventRight with Stephen Key, who's over, also over there on the left 20 years ago. And we've been coaching and mentoring inventors ever since. We've had students in 65 countries. And we're very proud of what we do. And we're also very proud of these great speakers we've been bringing on for this free webinar series that we've been doing. So tonight, we have Tom Zar on. He is with Media One Products. And I'm just going to show you their website real quick. They have represented Dyson, Ring, Halo, Snow Joe and Sun Joe, Dynatrap, Bliss Hammocks, and a ton of other companies. Really impressive guy with a really impressive background. And yeah, he's going to be talking tonight about how coronavirus is impacting his clients and his business. But he's going to talk about QVC and HSN and selling on TV, basically, for the lack of a better way of putting it, and what to look for there. It's going to be a great webinar tonight. We're going to cover a lot of stuff. And Stephen wants to wants to talk about Tom a little bit, too, before we get Tom on. Stephen, how do you... No, no, thank you, Andrew. I just... Yeah. I just want to tell everybody I'm so excited to have Tom on tonight because Tom really knows what he's doing here. And when you're starting out or when you're you're thinking about being on QVC or um, one of these channels, um, it's not easy. And I, I've, I always hear some of the mistakes people make and you really need a pro to help navigate you through those waters. And Tom is one of the best. So I'm really happy to have Tom here tonight. And we're gonna have. Are we gonna? Are we gonna say who our special guest halfway? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, That's we're gonna have great. a secret guest coming on, and uh, you'll find out more about that in a bit. So, welcome, Tom. Well, good evening, everybody. Um, Stephen and Andrew, I really appreciate this opportunity to speak with you tonight and uh, all of your people. So I greatly appreciate it. Um, for those that don't know that much about QVC and HSN, I just thought I would give a high-level overview of the business, uh, talk a little bit about what we do and how we do it, and then uh, talk about our special guest that's also with us tonight. Is that okay? Sounds Perfect. good to me. Thank you, Tom. Great. So QVC and HSN are the largest home shopping networks in the world. Actually, QVC was the largest home shopping network in the world prior to purchasing HSN at the end of 2017. Uh, there are 92 million homes in the United States. They do over $8 billion in combined revenue. And their customer base is predominantly women. 90% of their customer base is women ages 35 to 65 years old. I've been fortunate and blessed to work with QVC uh, for the last 20 years. Um, and as Stephen said and Andrew said, we represent all types of different companies at QVC from worldwide global brands like Dyson, Ring Video, Doorbell, Life is Good, all the way to uh, individual entrepreneurs who have an amazing product that you know no one has ever thought of before. There's a great story behind it, uh, and obviously it's highly demonstrable. And that's what we typically look for uh, with companies that we partner with and that we represent. Um, over the years, we've developed, I call it the five characteristics of success for QVC. And one is a story. Um, does the product have a story? Does the company have a story? Does the founder have a story? What is that story around them? How they came up with this new idea, this new concept? That's number one. Number two is, is the product unique and different to the market? 
or does it solve a problem solution? Either of those or both of those is number two. Three is value. It's all about perceived value to the QVC customer. So obviously, and QVC stands for quality, value, and convenience, and the value is obviously very important to the customer. Fourth is demonstrability. So obviously, we are on a television channel. It's a live medium, which is great. So any products that are demonstrable, obviously, will do. Uh, typically, will do better than something that's not as demonstrable. And finally, is a good on-air guest, whether that be the inventor that goes on and sells their product, or if we have to hire someone to represent that product, but a good on-air guest that can really convey the features and the benefits and, and share that story. And um, you know, I was lucky a couple of years ago, uh, Stephen actually referred me to a very good client of ours, and, and Ryford's on the phone with us today, which is fantastic. So uh, welcome, Ryford, to, the, to, the, to this talk tonight. Hey, guys. Well, thank you for having me here. Um, I just, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Steven and the team at InventRight, um, you know, for referring, you know, me to you. Um, because at first, you know, my story is pretty much I, you know, created the world's, um, you know, um, haircutting mirror uh, for guys because I was tired of going to the barbershop. And so I figured out a, a better way to cut my own hair. So instead of using a head and mirror, I actually develop a portable three-way mirror that you hook it up in the back of the door so you can see every angle of your whole entire head. Um, so years ago, before I met Tom, um, I actually had a chance to pitch my product to HSN. Um, but for some reason, um, that didn't go through. Uh, but when Steven introduced me to Tom, oh, man, he just made my life a lot easier. <laughs> now, now, wait, now, wait a minute. Let, let's back up for just a minute. And this is kind of a interesting story because when I met Tom years ago at a, an event, I didn't know how Tom would ever kind of help the people that I know. Because QVC, I said, you know, Andrew, our students aren't really on QVC, although things have changed. and. I remember talking to Tom off and on. I kept Tom's card. And so when I was speaking with Reifer and he says, look, I really want to be on, on QVC. I said, well, I got the guy. And I never thought I'd pull that card out and call Tom. And Tom was like, yes, I do work with inventors. And Tom, what I'm really surprised at, you represent such big brands, but you also work with inventors, right? That are just kind of coming out of the gate. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, Stephen. And really, you know, that's QVC started 30 some odd years ago, really with celebrating and telling entrepreneurs and inventor stories. I mean, that's really their roots of how they started. And they've built so many brands over the years and companies over the years, starting from one individual product. Now, over the last 20 years that I've been there, the business has progressed exponentially you will see a, a lot of larger brands today. And that shift had happened probably about 10 to 15 years ago. But there's absolutely still a home for, you know, the entrepreneur like Ryford, uh, the inventor like Ryford, who develops a truly unique and different product to the market that solves a problem. Mm. And, and that's what he did with Self Style Mirror. And I remember, you know, Ryford and I met at a Starbucks up in New York City I took the train up. I met with him. He broke out his product. And I said, I absolutely love it. I think it's really, really cool. And at the time, you know, Ryford, you know, uh, was a barber, I believe, at one point, And then he developed it really 
for uh, predominantly a male customer originally. And I said, well, look, QVC's customer is 90% women. So we're going to have to think about the name, you know, change the name. And really, though, I see this being a great product for women to be able to see all sides of their hair, of their head in one mirror. And okay. that was basically the inception of Rife and I working together. So there's absolutely uh, a tremendous opportunity on QVC for individual products and inventors. Well, you know what's amazing because Ryford's product, and I've been watching it now for a long time, and he's got a great product, great sales, uh, online sales. I mean, people share it. Everybody that uses it absolutely loves it. So when he said he wanted to be uh, on QVC, I kind of thought that might be a really good fit, although I knew nothing about it. Um, but Ryford's the type of entrepreneur that keeps on pushing the boundaries. And he knew, um, and I think, Ryford, you had tested this for women, too. You were, you were thinking about it as well, correct? Yeah, so, um, so I launched Self-Cut System back in 2010. So five years later, we did a soft launch for the women's version called Self-Style, Beauty at All Angles. And yes, I was thinking about, you know, getting on QVC, but I didn't know how to. So, and plus, I heard so many stories like, oh, it's hard to get your product in QVC. Well, the reason for it is because you don't have any you don't have any relationships, right? With Tom, then the service that he provides, it just makes things a lot easier for inventors who has a great product uh, that is best fit, you know, for QVC. Um, and what I like about working with Tom is that he, he him and his team literally just hold your hand every step of the way, and again, it just makes the whole process process a lot easier. Tom, and, how how important was it to have a quality product? Because um, most of those products that I see are looking are look pretty darn good, and the customer is pretty picky. Is that correct? Absolutely. You know, obviously, success in this business starts with the product. And you know, Ryford invented and patented a really great demonstrable product that you know really there wasn't anything in the market. And, and what I typically like to look for and my team looks for is really truly unique items that the customer hasn't seen before that we can tell that story and bring that item to life like uh, Ryford's, um, you know, self-style mirror there. And, and to Ryford's point, there are a lot of steps to getting your product on QVC. And I think, you know, I'm very blessed. I have an outstanding team. We have over 100 years of combined experience working with QVC and HSN. And so from that first buyer meeting where Ryford came in and Ryford, I remember he was sweating up a storm. And I'm like, look, man, <laughs> keep it short, keep it sweet. And man, did he just keep going on? He did nothing that I told him to do, but it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. You remember that, Ryford? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember. I thought I was going to give you a towel in that meeting. But um, but. But that's great. And we respect that. We know how much our clients have on the line, how important it is to them to get their product off of the ground, to tell their story and really try to make it successful. But, you know, after that first buyer meeting, when the buyer says, we love it, let's move forward. There's so many steps in between that actually get your product on the air that I don't think a lot of people really uh, understand. And that's what my team helps. Um, obviously, entrepreneurs and these bigger, larger national global brands sort of execute that business internally at QVC and HSN. Mm. How many well, times have you been on for, QVC now? Go ahead. 
Bryford, how many times? Um, Tom, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe like more than 10 times. I was like 13 or 14 times. That's correct. I know yep. it's over 10. Over 10 yep. times, yeah. So, Tom, there days, what is the that coming back and back and back? I mean, what what does that mean when you keep they keep on asking you to come back? What does that mean? So, obviously, it means we are hitting our sales goal, number one, which we've consistently done with Ryford's product. Um, and, you know, sales success in this channel is predicated upon dollars per minute. So, um, you know, every day, every time of day is a sort, certain dollar per minute goal that we need to achieve. So the fact that Ryford keeps getting reorders, number one, means that we consistently keep hitting that goal. And that's why he's getting reorders on his product. But secondly, as important are customer reviews. And Ryford's product has outstanding reviews because you can sell a product successfully, but if the product reviews are not good, you know, that product will go away. QVC, again, stands for quality, value, and convenience. And they take the quality that they sell to their customer really, really seriously. So Ryford's done an amazing job of manufacturing this product, of packaging it properly to get it to the customer in, in great condition. His reviews are outstanding. So great sales plus great reviews plus obviously, you know, um, what we call, you know, good return rates that the product, if, it, if there are customer returns, it's returning within a certain uh, percentage that's good for that category. If you have those three characteristics working for you, then that's how you'll continue to get reorders, continue to grow your business. With QVC and HSN. Wonderful. Ryford, when you were before you before you went on QVC, how long were you you were selling this product yourself? How long were you selling the product yourself for before you went on there? I would say like eight years, seven eight years. Wow. Yeah, because we launched we we was it last year? Yeah, it was last February. That's our first airing, right, Tom? Yeah. February. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was the prime time, which I was really surprised. It was on a Sunday morning. That's right. And uh, yeah, I was like, wow, okay. And I think that day we had to hit, what is it, 12,000 per minute or 10? I think it was 10 or 12, but. It's a pretty, it's a pretty high goal. I can't get into specifics, but it's, it's pretty strong. Yeah, but we went over, we went over though. I think we did more than, than what the target sales are that we had to hit. So so is, is, is QVC the thing that put you over the top? Were you doing incredible before or were you doing not great and then you did great on QVC? How was it? How did it play out? Oh uh, no, we were doing really well uh, online. Um, you know, we did we sold. You know, since I started, man, like over six million dollars since before we got on QVC. So wow. that's on for the man's market, <laughs> but the woman's market, yeah, we're we're killing it. So it's uh, it's catching up. And I think I think Andrew, that was that, that was a, you know great timing. Obviously, timing's everything. But for Ryford and me to hook up because. He was doing exceptionally well in the in the men's market, the male market, and you know, you know, QVC being in 92 million homes in the United States, 90% female customer base, it allowed him to now show his product really how a female would use it. So it really opened up his business for the female side as well. Very good. Hey, Robert, tell us a little bit more. Let's get into some of the details now. Okay, in details and in, in, in what regards? I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, not right for but Tom. Let's talk a little bit about some of the details and sure. Because I don't so, think I think you're right about 
there's a lot to it that people don't understand. Yeah, so so there's a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot in this business. So when Ryford first came in for that first meeting with the buying team, you know, that's step number one. The buyer, hopefully in that meeting says, yes, we love your product, we'd like to move forward. So after that, really the work starts. I tell everybody that, you know, um, you know, you get the purchase order, that's great, but really the work starts after that. So the first step is um, we have to submit the product through QVC's quality assurance, which is extremely, extremely strict. Does the product do everything? Uh, QVC will check the product does everything that we say that it does. Uh, the packaging is great. The labeling is great. The box is, is taped up properly. Uh, that's like step number one. And then if any of our clients' products have any sort of legal claims, we have to work with QVC and HSN's legal teams to get those claims approved. So, for example, um, just even for the fact that if someone says their product is patented, we can't go on the air and just say it's patented. We literally have to submit that patent so we're allowed to go on the air and talk about that. Or if somebody makes a claim, um, you know, I'm making this up, but, you know, uh, you know, you lose so much weight in a certain number of days, there's got to be third-party independent studies that our clients typically have to have. And then we submit them to QVC's legal because, you know, having some strong claims around a product are really important to the sell as well and really can change uh, the game of a product because the, the claims are so strong. So we liaise between our clients and QVC's legal team and HSC's legal team to, to get our claims approved. And while all that's going on, I call that the merchandising side of the business or the steps you know, behind the scenes. You know, we're at the same time, we are working on executing our, our presentation. So my company is, I, I said, there's two roles for us. One, there's a business side that we manage, and there's also we're a television production company. So obviously QVC and HSM being live TV, while we're doing all the other things on the business side, my team is looking for how do we present a product the best way we possibly can. So, you know, who is our guest going to be? So in Ryford's case, obviously, you know, we had suggested a woman who's a very good presenter on QVC. And, um, you know, we train her. So we spent a lot of time. Ryford was on the phone. He's, he trains her on all the features and benefits, but we train her exponentially. If we need to create lifestyle video. So, for example, for Ryford's product, we have a 45-second uh, what we call a lifestyle or B-roll that literally shows the customer all the different uses for self-style mirror. Um, so we create that, we edit that. And then obviously we literally create a blueprint or a presentation flow of how do we want the cell to go? You know, what is our guest going to say at the top? What demonstrations do we want to do? When do we want the video to run? So we literally orchestrate all of that for one product, literally one product that um, processes that I just explained is what every product goes through. And so with our companies, obviously, you know, I'm in this business 20 years, but we have a ton of experience on my team. You know, we're tasked for optimizing our clients' sales for themselves and for the channels you know, that we work with, whether QVC or HNS. But there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, the end customer never sees because it's all done behind the scenes. What they see, obviously, is that seven to eight minute uh, live presentation that looks, you know, hopefully flawless. Ryford, tell us from your perspective, 
How nerve-wracking was it? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you from the beginning, uh, like what um, Tom mentioned about like the steps, like the beginning steps. It's like, okay, you got to go through a QA. I don't know if, we, yeah, I think Tom, no, I don't think Tom knows about it. Um, I, don't, I don't remember telling him. But when, when we sent them a sample, right, there was like a very small cosmetically blemish on the side nearby the hinges. So they rejected it, and I already produced those units already. I remember. It was so, on the plastic, right? It was on the plastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's the crazy part, right? Because I've been selling my product, the men's product, right? And nobody noticed it because this one is because, I don't know, um, it, it was weird. I was just like, wow, like why nobody, you know, caught on onto this? So what I did was all those units that I produced, I had to end up selling on my own, right? So I had to produce another set of units for QVC. And obviously, well, first of all, I had to send up a, a QA, another QA sample. And when it finally passed, then I was able to reproduce those units. Uh, but those, that was the, I would say my, my, my error on my end was because nobody noticed it, not even Tomstein. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I took the, the blame for it, obviously, you know, because I'm the, you know, I'm the one who's manufacturing it. But once we uh, went, you know, went over the hurdle, uh, the rest was, you know, especially the first day, the very, very first day, because, you know, of our airing, I wasn't quite sure. I was like, are we going to hit the numbers? Like, you know, it was, you know, I, I remember um, I actually went to the, the studio um, and, and I would, they put it in this green room and they'll, you'll see like every, like, I think it was like a seven minute airing. And then yep. after that, they'll show they give you they show you the breakdown of okay how much how many units are being sold every second, you know. And I feel like I just hit a, a, the lottery. I'm like, oh my god, I made this amount in seven minutes. <laughs> hey, yeah. Ryford, I remember when they rejected um, because it had a little blemish. It was not very yeah. big. Yeah, I know. But, I know. but doesn't that go, Tom? Doesn't that go to the quality they're looking for? Well, Stephen, you, you read my mind because I was going to piggyback on that. And, you know, it does, Stephen. And, and obviously, it's not the best experience for our client like Ryford going through that. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you, over the 20 years I've been doing this, we've had a majority of clients tell us that they, the QVC, has made them better, a better company, because of all the things that they obviously made them do. So when that QVC customer gets the product at home, she absolutely loves it. There, there's no um, you know, imperfections in the product. Obviously, everything is perfect. The packaging is great. Um, so you know, it, again, to Ryford's point, it can definitely be a little bit nerve wracking if you made the whole order and you've got, uh, you, know, you get rejected. But at the end of the day, you know, from our experience and what our clients tell us, typically they make our clients better at what they do because they're so um, specific and particular about how they want this product to be received at home to their customer. Now, Ryford, when that happened, that meant you they they changed the date of your airing, didn't they? Yeah, there was like a I believe like <laughs> I mean a year later. <laughs> um, I, I, from what I remember, yeah, it was like maybe like six to eight months. Yeah, they had to postpone it. Yeah. But that's why they were that adamant about that being right. I just I wanted to make that point very, very clear. Although it was a setback, but it was a smart move. Tom's right. They they want everybody to do the best job because they're 
their customers demand it. And Tom, let's talk about reviews for just a minute. When you get good reviews, what does that mean? I mean, because that's a pretty tough audience, correct? Yeah, it, it definitely is. Obviously, reviews are critical to the success of an item long term. So we minor reviews for all of our clients, you know, products all the time. And so, you know, QVC really, NHSN look very hard at reviews. If, if you know, a product isn't hitting a certain uh, percentage level uh, that they expect for a product, then that product can easily be killed, regardless of how well it's selling. If it's not reviewing well, um, you know, they obviously don't want that to be a part of their portfolio, part of their product. So reviews are critical. And I will tell you, the QVC customer, um, she's very vocal. Um, you know, when we, you know, a lot of times our clients will say, wow, we've never heard that before, I've seen that before. But again, our clients will take that constructive criticism and that feedback from the QVC or HSM reviews and then try to implement that in their product and make it better. And sometimes, too, we learn from a presentation standpoint that, wow, we may need to talk about this a little bit more detail or, you know, we forgot to mention, um, you know, how to open up this product or whatever it is. Let's show that again live because maybe there's a couple of reviews that it was hard to open up or whatever. So, you know, our clients and my company learn a lot from customer reviews, but it is it's very, very important to them. Absolutely. To all of us to be long, now, to be successfully long term. Okay. Now here's the big question tonight, Tom. All inventors out there, maybe they're licensing, maybe they're venturing, but they're in the, the world of invention, being an entrepreneur. How is the coronavirus affecting your clients on QVC? And can you give any type of perspective on what's happening? Sure. So, um, you know, obviously it's this, this period of time uh, in our history has been unique to all of us. And so, you know, I feel very blessed that, you know, QVC is um, obviously still operational, uh, which is great. They've done an amazing job. And, you know, the fact that there is really there's there's no live television, there's no live sports. I think there's a lot of reruns on. I think a lot of consumers and, and people in the United States are, you know, maybe by you know a certain time are tired of, of watching the news. And people obviously were a lot of us are home now. A majority of us are home now. So what we've seen, Stephen, over the last, you know, eight to ten weeks is that, you know, business for the home shopping channels seems to be very good, very strong. Obviously. You know, you have a lot of people watching now. I think the fact that brick and mortar retail, um, that a lot of people couldn't go to brick and mortar, they, they've come to find QVC and HSN as being a convenient way to shop. Um, I think it's also, you know, QVC and HSN do an amazing job because they're live television of entertaining uh, the customers and the consumers, and the people watching. I mean, I've worked with a lot of their hosts for the last 20 years, and their QVC host and HSN host are amazing people. Um, they are genuine. They tell the QVC customer and HSN customer how it is. But there's an engagement there that really connects with, you know, consumers. And I think a lot of people over this period have found that, have found that connection um, with these amazing hosts that will go on and, and talk for you know, two, three hours at a time straight about, you know, variety of different products. 
Um, so it's been, um, you know, interesting to see that, that there's been the, almost like a shot in the arm from that sense. And obviously, as you can imagine, different categories within the business are obviously, you know, probably doing better than some other categories. So, for example, you know, you may or may not know this, but, you know, QVC and HSN both sell food. QVC has a, a tremendous business in food. And obviously, you know, that's sort of an essential business, you know, essential for all of us. And that business has been done very well. Um, you know, anything around the home right now, whether it be indoors or people are getting ready, you know, I'm in the Northeast and we're getting ready for summertime here. I, I think um, in a lot of people's minds, we all believe it's going to be maybe a staycation summer. So people are now investing in their homes, outdoor patio furniture and you know, lights outside. And so, so the home product, whether indoors or outdoors, um, is obviously doing well too. Um, you know, I think some of the categories that may be struggling a little bit, you know, apparel may be a little bit difficult right now. Um, you know, maybe shoes, but on what we call the hard goods side of the business, anything around your home, anything in the kitchen, um, obviously electronics, uh, you know, had continues to perform. Um, so it's been, it's been an interesting time, but I, I think, you know, viewership from my sense uh, of our sales, of our client sales has been very good during this period. What's interesting, we have some other students at InventRight that, um, sell on QVC and, um, a, a young woman, Michelle has a, a great uh, product called the slide, slide mat. And that sold out, I think, last week. And we have another student that sells, uh, it's called Push and Hangs. It makes it really easy for you to hang your pictures. I love that product, too. And he's selling out, too, Tom. So I, I think it fits those two categories that you're talking about, home improvement, maybe, and around it, the it house does, or maybe kitchen. It does, Stephen. And, and obviously, I know both of those products. And they're both, again, you know, the five characteristics that I talk about, they're they both have a great story behind why the why your students and why these inventors created those products, right? That's number one. Those both of those products are unique and different to the market. They're 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 you know there's a great value behind it. They're both highly demonstrable items. So you know it doesn't surprise me that those products have been successful, and it does you know fall in line with what we're seeing in terms of the categories that are. Uh, you know, really doing well during this uh, really difficult time for our country. Yeah, and let's let's differentiate. So, um, Mike with the with the push and hang, and Michelle with the glide mat. Both of those InventRight students they license their product to a company, and now that company is selling it on QVC. Now, Ryford he was tremendously successful with selling this product himself, and then he went on to um, QVC and utilize Tom's services. So that, that leads into a question that, that I have for you, Tom. Um, Ryford was already very successful before. So if, if his product didn't sell well on QVC, he would have an outlet to then sell those units that QVC would kick back to him. What are the risks for an inventor that is manufacturing the product themselves? Our other two students, they're licensing it, so that's all on the licensee, the manufacturer, not on them. But what is the risk for going on QVC and not having any other distribution channel if it doesn't sell well? Yeah, so it's a great question, Andrew. And we take our clients' risk uh, very, very seriously. So, 
Um, you know, it's one of the things when we first speak to a new client or customer, we spend easily a good hour, hour and a half with them. We try to give them as much information to educate them on this business to see if it's a good um, opportunity for them and also if they can handle the risk. So, so basically, you know, the way that QVC and HSN work, um, you know, every product, every company has different terms of their product. So some people might have 100% sale return terms, which means if you go on the air and your product doesn't perform, then the product gets shipped back to you, right? That's, that's the highest risk. And then you've got every risk level in between, you know, zero and 100. But we try to make it very clear to our customers, to our clients, excuse me, you know, what that risk is, what their tolerance is, and that they got to speak up and say, you know, hey, if, if QVC or HSN want to order X amount of units and I have to take these back, then I'm going to get hurt. And that's where we obviously intervene um, to manage that. We do the best that we can with our clients to be full communication with them because the sure. last thing that you want or we want for our clients is anyone to get hurt. Uh, and, and taking product back and not being able to move it. Are are there companies that just sell boatloads of product on QVC and HSN just focus on that? Or do most of them sell in other distribution channels as well? What do you, I'm sure it's all over the map, but can you give yeah. a people a, a picture of that? You know, it really is all over the map, Andrew. Um, I can't give you a percentage of, of how many, I mean, obviously, a lot of the larger brands, the national global brands that we represent sell to, um, you know, a lot of different retailers. Uh, so, you know, I think it's really the smaller companies. Um, there are companies that really only focus on the electronic retail home shopping networks, whether QVC and HSN, and they've done very, very well for, them, for themselves that way. So, you know, but usually those companies have been doing it for a long time. They will have a plan in place or they'll have distribution in place to help liquidate product if they need to liquidate product. Um, but really, it, it, it's across the board. You probably some people, there are definitely people that just focus on this channel. And you've got others that have other retail distribution uh, outside of QVC and HSN. I, I, the other question I have, I think is very important, and I know you could be able to articulate this very well. There's a big difference between DRTV, we used to call them infomercials, and QVC and HSN. Can you talk about the difference between an infomercial and QVC and HSN? I know QVC and HSN would be insulted to even compare the two, but and what and that's just my take. What's what's the difference? I mean, they're both. So the first thing is they're both direct to consumer, you know, channels, right? But the the difference is that QVC is live, and you know, infomercials obviously are are really a taped. Um, you know, pre-taped, edited, you know, television spot on a product. So every demo is perfect. Every line is perfect. Um, you know, QVC is live. Um, you know, they used to be live 24-7 for the first, whatever, 35, 36 years in their existence. Uh, last year, they, they started testing something where um, now they're live from like midnight to 3 a.m. And then uh, it's tape of product. And then they go back live at you know at seven at seven a.m. in the morning till midnight, but it's live television. So if there's a demonstration that goes awry, then that's live on national television, and you know ninety two homes have the ability to see it. Um, you know the the hosts are live, the guests are live, everything's live. So it's you know producing live television 
is not easy to do. And, you know, that's, you know, something else we're going to talk about. But typically for our clients like Ryford, somebody from my team is always in the studio um, for our clients' products. Because, again, it's live. Things can go wrong. And my team's there to make sure that, you know, the demonstrations are set up properly. Everything looks good. If there's any issues that we, we know about it, we can report it. So we almost act as like an insurance company for our clients where we know what's going on with every single presentation because we have someone live in the studio. Um, now, I'm going to give I'm, you the opportunity to beat up the competition a little bit here. It, it goes without saying, in my personal opinion, the quality of the products on QVC and HSN, for the most part, are far and above the average DRTV infomercial product. Would, would you say that's the case? Well, Andrew, that... I, I don't know if that's fair to say now. I, I think I'm being biased. Yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm not. I'm just I'm gonna, throwing it out there. I agree. Well, me, Sorry, well, I agree me, with you, Stephen. I think. I think. Listen, you're going to have infomercial and direct response products that probably are not of the highest quality, 100%. But I also think you're seeing um, a lot of top tier companies, you know, also executing direct response television, DRTV. And it's because it's a great way. And the difference is another thing, you know, live QVC and HSN give our clients like Ryford the ability to really tell their story, right? Why did he invent this? How do you use it? It's really an educational environment and entertaining environment in the live television space. You know, infomercials, whether it's a 36, you know, 30 second spot, 60 second spot, two minute spot, half an hour infomercial, whatever it is, you know, they are definitely geared a little bit differently to really just talk about features and benefits and demo, demo, demo. Um, sure. I think you get more of the human side, that inventor story, the, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the money that was invested, like Ryford to perfect something, to bring it to market. Um, you know, and it's also why I think Shark Tank is so, you know, um, popular today because it's really that story that QVC has been telling people story like that for 36, seven years now. You, and there's a connection you know, there. Yeah, you know, and don't get me wrong. I have a total gym. It's for sitting right here in my office. It's an infomercial product. I love that thing. It's a good quality product. It is a great piece of but equipment. I, I, think, I think instead of beating up DRTV, which I don't think is fair, I think it's important to, to emphasize that QVC and HSN sell really good products, and they make their customers incredibly important to them because they get repeat purchases. That's probably a better way to put it. Uh, yeah. I, I think I what's changed – um, I think Andrew's perspective, I think, was probably correct years ago. But because that DRTV is selling at all the major retailers now, and they really don't want to have customer return issues, okay, right. that uh, the products that I've seen now on DRTV are pretty excellent. In fact, some of their co-branding, you know, they're doing a lot with Sharper Image, that they're a better quality and they're at a different price point now too. They used to be that 1995, but now I see them, uh, you know, a little bit higher than that. Some is maybe it's even $49. So I think the, the market is, or the consumer is demanding better products overall. And I'm really and happy think, to see that. Yeah. I think customer reviews, right. Are, are keeping companies honest with putting out a really good product. Um, you can't, you know, with social media today and, 
all the access that we have, you can't you can't hide if you've got a bad product, right? The, it, all the bad reviews will find you. So I think to your point, Stephen, you know, even though DR products today have to be of good quality, or you're going to hear right. about them, they won't they won't last that long. Yeah, I think I think the day of a product that um, didn't um, didn't um, live up to its pitch, let's say, okay. Um, I think there's a, a downside to that, and I think people are going to be really upset. And so I'm really happy that the quality of products are really looking good, uh, and it's good. And I love those customer reviews because people they'll let you have it if they're having a hard time with your product. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, let's um, Andrew, let's open it up and see if we've got questions. Yeah, if you guys, so I didn't really mention this to you guys before, but if you want to go to the uh, GoToWebinar control panel, find the questions box, start typing in your questions, that would be great. I'll jump back here. I, I'm just really impressed with all the brands that uh, that Tom has represented. It's uh, it's impressive. Well, so. I, I, I appreciate that, Andrew. And honestly, you know, we've been, I say it all the time, we've been very blessed. We have such a wonderful mix of, you know, worldwide global national brands that uh, we partner with and they trust us to execute their business on live TV. But, you know, we've built brands from scratch at QVC uh, with one item, you know, to multi, multi-million dollar businesses. And, and I'm really proud of my team for that because, you know, to take one item, to bring it to life on television and then build an entire business around it for years it is pretty amazing. So we've actually built quite a few what I'll call QVC brands, where to your point earlier, Andrew, these companies just focused on QVC or QVC HSN was how the business, how the brand started and developed. And because they got so big, then they were actually able to expand other retail distribution when they were when they were ready. So we've now, got minute, you know, everybody in between. Now, Tom, wait a minute. Maybe I'm confused. If Let's say I'm an inventor and I've got a great product, but I'm not making it and I haven't licensed it yet, but it's just perfect for QVC or um, HSN. Can I show it to you and you can get involved to bring it, help bring it to market? Is that yes or no? So in a, like in a prototype phase, Stephen, or idea phase or how? Well, no, I it's a little so. bit further. Let's say I've got a great prototype. Maybe I've, I've done a pre-production or maybe I've even sold a few myself. But um, it's just a good fit. Would, how do you help people like that or do you? Or you tell them, go away. What do you do? Yeah, no, 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 ne never, never go away. I think you know me well enough. I try to, I try to help everybody if, if I can. But um, if, if someone has a for, – for us, it's easiest when there is a finished product. Okay. Okay. So our, our, you know, the inventor, the entrepreneur, the client, they have a finished product that we can see. We can touch it. We see how it works. Um, and if, and again, at that point, it's then, okay, well, if we bring you to QVC or HSN, are you able to fund this, right? Can you fund two, 3,000 units of a product to support, to ship into QVC or HSN? So okay. if they can, great. If they can't, then, you know, we can try to introduce them to either, you know, for example, somebody came to me recently with a product. Um, the product was was made in, in in Korea, but they had no distribution here, and and so I basically tried to match them up with a good client of mine here in the United States in the same category, 
to see if they could work out a deal either for licensing or distribution. Okay. So it depends really where the product is in its development. Um, and if we have partners that we think are be a good match for that entrepreneur, for that inventor. Oh, perfect. Guys, we have some great questions here. Uh, so from Nick, the first one is, is there a minimum selling price for a product on QVC? Uh, no, Nick, but I would tell you, you know, we don't like to go below, you know, 1995 just because when you go, let's say 1595 or lower, you just have to sell that many more units to get to the goals that we need to achieve. So, you know, we like to stay around 1995 and then up upwards from that if possible. The next one is, I can't make out the name, um, but is there an opportunity to get into QVC by getting um, a home decor product without solving a problem? That's a good question. Home decor. So, yes. I mean, there is really, it's a tricky category. Obviously, QVC is very successful at it. They have um, a woman that's been selling for years in the home decor space. And, you know, it's really decorative product. There really isn't, um, you know, it's not a problem solution product. It, it may not be truly unique and different, but um, you know, this, this vendor to QVC has been doing it for years. She's very successful. And um, so, yes, there are, I, I think, you know, there has to be something though unique about it or different for being on QVC or HSN, quite honestly, if you don't have this, you know, this, this other person's, you know, 25, 30 years of being on QVC and, and, and saying, hey, look at this new crystal vase or, or whatever it is. I think it's hard, harder to elevate your product without something truly special about it. Got it. This is a common question I hear about QVC, and it's a great question, Samson, but it illustrates that people don't really understand some people that QVC is essentially a retailer. So Samson asks, does QVC manufacture products? Yeah, so QVC does manufacture their own products. They, they have a lot of their own proprietary brands, uh, more so on the soft goods sides of the business. So the soft goods side of the business would be apparel. Um, there's quite a few QVC brands that they are manufacturing themselves, and it's obviously under their brand. On the home side of the business, or what we call the hard goods side of the business, um, there are some things but it's not as prevalent as it is on the soft goods side of the business, the apparel side. So it's kind of like Walmart. They have a few of their house brands. Yeah. Or is it kind of on more on generic stuff? Do they really do innovative stuff or do they stick more to um, more generic things? They just want to reduce costs. Or will they no. license an idea from somebody? Yeah, Tom? that's kind of what some of the audience is getting at. Steve's right. They, they, they will. Um, Yes, they will do licenses. From from my knowledge, they will. Um, but uh, I don't know how, in full transparency, I don't know how um, prevalent that is. I'm not really sure. Um, but they will do that. Um, but no, I mean, Andrew, they're going to still manufacture products like in their power lines. Like there's got to there's has to be a reason for being in their sure. world. So everything they're manufacturing has a unique story about it. Why do you want it? Whether it's the fit, the style, the different, whatever it is, obviously at a tremendous value to their customer. Okay. Next one from Mike. 
with the customer base being 90% women, 35 to 65, what is QVC's take on baby and parenting products? That's a good question. It's a really, it's a really good question. So for many, many years, and this may have been before my time, I'm there 20 years. I think they tried baby products years ago. I'm not 100% sure, but for a long time, they were not um, selling baby products. Now, I believe if you go to qvc.com and hsn.com, you will see baby products, <coughs> excuse me, you will see baby products online, but typically you will not see baby products on the air. And that's a big distinction um, since e-commerce has become so popular over the last, I don't know how many years, let's say 15 years, but there are products on QVC and HSN that don't go on the air, but they're being sold through QVC, obviously like a retailer, because obviously they've got a huge customer base. And so um, I believe it was Mike that asked that question. They are start, starting to now sell baby products on QVC.com and HSN.com, but I don't believe those products will make it to air. Hey, Next one's from Laura. Go ahead, Stephen. I've got a I've got a question. You, you talked about the talent for someone to come on for two to three hours and sell, sell, sell. It's pretty amazing. They're, they they do such a great job. I watched it. I'm impressed. Sometimes I see the inventor on the on the channel selling. How does that happen? And how rare is that? So. Yes, so you'll definitely see inventors on for sure, and you'll see then you'll see other you know professional talent you know representing products. It really depends, Stephen, on the inventor. You know, are they comfortable in front of a camera? You know, you know, they're in 92 million homes in the United States. If you've never been in front of a camera before and know what to do, it's hard to speak and demo demonstrate at the same time. It's not easy. So. Okay. If there is an inventor who is extremely comfortable, Mike, like when we work with our clients, we'll vet that out. Like if we felt like, you know, obviously our client was great. We think they do an amazing job on the air. They've got great energy. They can demo well. They can talk well. You know, we will give them a shot. But, you know, it's tough. It's high stakes all the time to get this right, right out of the gate. And okay. so like for Ryford's products, we, we're selling to a woman. So he was really probably in that situation with a mirror, not the right person to put in front of the camera. But yeah. we hired a really outstanding, you know, talent that the customer's known for, for a long period of time who just, you know, knows the hose, knows the cameras, what camera to look at, is comfortable on the air. So that person can really focus on why you want to buy this. And so there, it, it depends. There's really a, a combination of inventors on the air and a combination of hired talent on the air as well. So it's pretty rare. I mean, I, I we watched Aaron Krause, you know, with Scrub Daddy. The guy's a pro. He's done it that pitch a million times. So it doesn't. There's no mistake that he's a professional at it. So it's it's not that easy for someone just to get on camera and, and nail it like that, is it? A hundred percent. It's not that easy. And you know, we've had people, you know, uh, over the years say, "Oh, you know, I've been on TV. I was a newscat, news anchor," and and they forget it's live TV. So there's no second takes. So, and, and when our clients, you know, their success is predicated, right, on how well they're going to sell in the air. We want to make sure for our clients the best possible person is in front of that camera to execute it. Because if we don't hit the goals that, we, that, that you know, are established for us to hit, then that product's potentially going to die right away. So, 
um, you know, having a really strong on-air guest, whether inventor or, or someone hired, uh, is something we take very seriously because they're a key component in success of a product and a brand. All right. That airtime is costly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. Chad says, are, are items, are cleaning and hygiene item related items taking priority over other consumer items at QVC and HSN at this time? I'm cleaning sorry, cleaning items? Are cleaning and hygiene items, or how are those selling on QVC, and are they giving priority to it? I thought that was an interesting question. Yeah, it's a great question. Yes, cleaning items are doing exceptionally well right now. Um, you know, whether or not they are a priority. Um, and again, you know, the way QVC works, there's certain shows throughout the week um, for apparel, for beauty, for home. Uh, and then there's a couple really big sort of generic uh, huge viewership generic shows where you would have maybe beauty, you would have cleaning in it. But yeah, cleaning products right now are doing uh, exceptionally well. Okay. This was from Neil. He's in Australia as a past student of ours. In the QVC submission FAQ, it clearly states QVC does not manufacture. How can I find out um, what it does manufacture other than apparel? So, I mean, it's one thing, Tom, like what a company says on their site, and then there's you can always get in the back door and do different stuff. But um, do, you, do you see QVC as a potential licensee or more the companies that are already selling on QVC as a potential licensee if an inventor's business model is to license? Yeah, I, I think from, from my knowledge of the licensing business, um, it's more on the soft goods side of the business. I know of one company that's obviously licensed their business on the, on the soft side. On the hard goods side of the business, I, I just personally don't know um i'm trying to think if i know of any company that's truly licensed by qvc where they're manufacturing the product and obviously you know paying a license to the inventor or the spokesperson um so i'm not really sure about that and honestly to find that out you know you would obviously have to talk to the right people internally to see if that was even an option uh, so we got we got a whole bunch of questions in this area i think they're a little confused as to what you do maybe they join late i'm not sure but i think it's because we do a lot of education about licensing but a lot of people asking about what your submission process is and i don't think they're fully understanding what you do if they're asking that um but maybe they are maybe so can you talk a little bit about uh somebody I don't know if they're misperceiving that you're QVC or misperceiving how you help clients, but we, we have like five or six people ask that. What's your submission process? As sure. if you're like a potential licensee or something. Right. So, so um, obviously our company's Media One Products. Uh, we are not QVC or HSN. We act as a broker or middleman to QVC and HSN, our expertise over the last 20 years is selling products to them and executing, you know, bringing products to life on both of those channels. So how we evaluate products, if somebody, you know, sends us a product, usually someone will reach out to us on LinkedIn. They'll say, hey, I've got a great product. Um, either myself or my vice president of sales or business development will reach out to that person right away. We will schedule a call. We will look at the product, talk them about it, and then we will evaluate whether or not we feel it's a product that's right for the TV shopping channel. Um, if it is a product that we feel is right for the TV shopping channel, then obviously, um, you know, we work with our clients. We, we get an agreement together. 
And then the next step is like we did for RIFER, we schedule a meeting with the appropriate QVC or HSN buyer. And then that's how we start the process. But we evaluate products all the time. Um, and, and basically people just find us, reach out to us. And, uh, and then we, we schedule a call and we, we talk to them about their product and we see if it's a fit for, for the channels. Cool. Well, it's really impressive, the clients that you have and what you've done. And if you've been doing something for 20 years, you know, you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, right, right back at you and Stephen. Obviously, you guys have been doing it for 20 years as well. Look, I'm still as passionate about this business um, as I was 20 years ago. There's nothing better than helping an entrepreneur, uh, an inventor, to bring their product to life, you know, in front of millions and millions of homes. And, you know, we've just been blessed where we've had a great track record. As I said before, I just have a tremendous team that cares, that cross the T's, that dot the I's, that, you know, are, we're trying to protect our clients, you know, obviously their risk and educate them about the business as best we can. But there's nothing better than seeing a really cool, unique and different item and go, you know what? I know I can sell that effectively in this channel. And that's what I think we've done, hopefully. Um, we've tried our best Tom, for our if, clients over if the people, years. If people want to figure out if, if their product would be right for QVC or HSN, my advice, and tell me if you have add to this, or is they need to go on to QVC. They have a website, tons of products on there. Watch some of the stuff, look at the products, and see if it fits in. Um, obviously, you said 90% of the consumers are women. Well, that tells you a lot. Um, and they're, it's thir is it 35 to 65, like Neil wrote or Mike wrote, I think? Was that the right? Range. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, 35 to 65 years old, um, you know, females, 90% of, of the customer base. And yeah, I think if, if someone has a product that they've developed or in development of, I would go to qvc.com, hsn.com and search it. Hey, is there anything like this on there? Oh, if there is, that's great. Well, how is my product unique and different from what they're selling? What's the retail? Maybe the retail in that product is $19.95. Well, you know, I can get this manufactured over in Asia, but it's costing me $40. So you might be out of the financial equation of a similar product by not getting your cost of goods down. So there is, Andrew, a lot of due diligence someone can do on those two um, websites to know whether or not they think they have something that can work um, for, for, for that channel. Without a doubt, there's yeah, a lot and, of due and diligence. I, I don't know if I had a chainsaw or a sit-on lawnmower and it's 90% women, I'm stereotyping here, but maybe that's not the right place to sell it. And my understanding is that women on that channel don't buy a lot for their friends and family. They more buy for themselves. At least that's what I heard back in the day. I don't know what's what's true today. Well, what it, what it shows you is that 90%, you know, obviously the, the women control are, are the wallets, right? That's that's really right. what it tells us. Um, no, she definitely, um, she she predominantly will buy for herself, I would say, January through September. But once you get into gift giving time, October through December, um, QVC has a tremendous gift business. So, you know, they do a tremendous business in tools. I, I represent quite a few companies that are in the tool business. I mean, we sell, um, you know, cordless pole saws. We sell, uh, you know, lawnmowers. We sell um, just different tools. And they actually do sell. Um, and they're, but they're products, though, that obviously women would use as well. We show that in our videos, that, that it's obviously something that um, everybody can use. But she absolutely is buying products for uh, her loved ones as well, without a doubt. Sure. If you guys, if you guys just going to have like two minutes here, if you do it real quick, if you could go to the questions box and type in a thank you for Tom, 
um, I'll make sure to to send them all those all to you, Tom, because oh, I know nope. people really appreciate when guests come on. I mean, 20 years of experience doing this. There, there's there's no better source for this information than, than you. So but jump in there real quick, guys, because we're going to wrap it up. Maybe Stephen has a few things to say before we, we wrap it up here. And that gives you guys a chance to, to thank Tom. Then I'll send all it's, those to Stephen. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. It's, it's come full circle. Ryford, um, congratulations on all your success with uh, QVC oh, and working oh, with Tom. You. And you've got a great product and um, especially a very timely product now, um, especially with all the issues that we're having with the coronavirus. So congratulations on everything you're doing. Well, thank you. Um, again, this is, um, you know, just I'll give you guys a lot of credit for helping me, uh, especially Tom and his team. Um, you know, without you guys, I wouldn't, you know, be on QVC. <laughs> yeah, but Ryford, you know, don't forget this. You know, you started, you started your own success with developing and inventing an amazing product that's unique and different to the market. And I, it always starts with products. So, uh, you know, obviously, congratulations to you and all of your success, even outside of QVC. And Stephen, I'm super appreciative of, you know, your referral to Ryford a couple of years ago. So thank you for that. Well, Tom, you're the best. And, uh, and <laughs> I'm saying it now, too. Um, well, listen, I appreciate that. You know what? I, I think at the end of the day, we really care. My team cares about all of our clients and we want them to be successful. And there's a lot that goes into it, like I said earlier, to be successful in this business, but we care. So my team really gives 100% um, to help our clients win and be successful. And hopefully we can continue to do it for a lot more years. Tom, thank you for um, for helping so many, and especially tonight. And thank you for helping Ryford. Yeah. Well, well I'm, <laughs> yeah, I feel very blessed for this opportunity, Stephen. Obviously, it's, it's been great being your friend for all these years. Andrew, thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, I'd love to come on anytime. And uh, hopefully this helps everyone listening out there. And um, if anyone ever wants to reach out to me, you can reach out to me either on LinkedIn or my email address. Is it okay to give out my email address? Yeah, of course it is. My email is just Tom, very easy, T-O-M, at media. M-E-D-I-A, one, O-N-E, and the word products with an S.com. So Tom at MediaOneProducts.com. And then on our website, too, I think it's info, I-N-F-O, at MediaOneProducts.com. So um, if anyone has any questions or wants to reach out to me, I'm more than happy to answer myself, or I will put someone on my team on that right away. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you so Tom. much, Tom. Everybody take care. Keep inventing. We'll catch up with you next time. Good night. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you. All right. Good night. All right.